0: Hi, everyone. It's Roger and James here from the What's on Disney Plus podcast. In this week's episode, we're going to be talking about everyone that's coming up in May in the United States. So, we are going to kind of go through the list. We're going to be talking about some new UK exclusive um, Disney Plus and Star originals. We've got a new series they're going to be launching called Launchpad. But we're going to be sharing our thoughts on uh, this week's new releases, including big shots of the Ducks, Game Changers, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. And I'll also be talking about some of the Star originals. And Secrets of the Whales. But before we get into any of that, some housekeeping to kick off. So uh, thank you very much for subscribing. If you haven't already done so, make sure you do. You can also find us on the audio platforms, iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, etc. If you haven't already done so, you can become a supporter of the channel through either Patreon or YouTube channel members. They get early access to some videos. They also get to contribute to the weekly q and they get their name at the end of the uh, videos, and shout-outs if they're at a certain level. So speaking of shout-outs, um, big um shout-out to YouTube channel members, including my VCR Still Works, David Beaner. Bad Dog Gaming, Joshua, Ben, Adam, Drew, Martin, Jeremy, and Sarah. Well, over on Patreon, a huge hello to Andrew, Jacob, uh, Caleb, Red Mars Man, Andrew, Cody, Darren, the Juice, Lester, Lauren, James, and also a huge thank you to Sarah at the Platinum level for all of your support. Really makes a massive difference in making sure the podcast and the videos all happen every week. Okay, so that's the housekeeping done. Um just to do a quick shout out. If you haven't done so, make sure you check out our YouTube channel this week. Um, we have a load of interviews with the cast of Big Shot, um, including John Stamos and Yvette Nicole Brown. So go check out those. And a nice quick plug. And also during the week, you had an extra bonus podcast episode, which um with um, Josh and Gabrielle where well, they were talking um about Um, kind of soul and Falcon and the Winter Soldier and sort of race quality and all kinds of stuff very different episode and Josh sent that one over and I thought that was quite interesting so pop that one up on the feed as well right let's jump into the news so Disney has announced um, what's going to be coming to the United States in May important to note um, all the originals will be everywhere some of this stuff will arrive in other regions but there might be some regional differences before we get into it and also more importantly Subject to change. <laughs> There's always, always always something could go missing. Something could be extra. Um, this might not be the full fo- whole list. Um, so let's jump into it. So we'll go and um, we, um, day by day. So kicking off on Tuesday, May the fourth, Star Wars: The Bad Batch. We're getting a 70-minute kind of opening episode. I'm really looking forward to it. We got a new poster this week. What about you, James?
1: I am considering taking the day off so I can watch it. Not really. It, it's since it's coming out on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it'll be fine but yeah I'm excited I'm looking forward to it um we talked about it plenty of times as you know like I'm not super excited about the badge bad batch themselves the characters but this is their chance to sell themselves and to to make me care about them the way that I cared about like Rex and Cody and all the other clones that we met during the uh the Clone Wars
0: it actually took me a long time to kind of gel with like the Soka and you know with the Clone Wars and the Rebels and stuff. It took me, I probably said it was probably maybe season two of Rebels before I really kind of started digging the characters. But took me a while. So I'm looking forward to the series. We don't yet know how many episodes there are. I think there's, I mean, I think we know there's at least fourteen because the composer said something on social media, but we've got no idea how long it is because um, the Clone Wars have generally been the last season was quite short. We usually you know we're maybe at the twenty odd episodes, so that we could be having bad batch episodes for most of the year. I'm wondering if that might just kind of lie us right up until around about the um, the book of Boba Fett, because 20, 20, um twenty twenty four episodes could be I mean that's quite a lot, but not that abnormal for an animated series. No,
1: uh, especially for animated series like this, and like you said, the previous seasons of Clone mm-hmm. Wars were much longer. Um, I think it depends a lot on how much they're cannibalizing of Clone Wars. Yeah. We know that there are episodes that they did not finish. Mm-hmm. We've seen previews of some of them. Some of them turned into episodes in the final season of Clone Wars, but there are several that we know about that have not uh, been been released. And it's entirely possible that with some small changes, they could be adapted into the Bad Batch. But yeah, until they announce how, how long the series is, we, we're just speculating.
0: Yeah, and also the thing is with this character this series is they, they it's a bit more open. They've they've kind of they know where they obviously they've got an idea, but they can kind of do a lot of different stories and stuff. Whereas the Clone Wars was really about just finishing off the series. That was about you know finishing it up. So that one there, and we're gonna get new episodes of that one every Friday after that as well. So I won't bring that one back up.
1: In, including uh, Friday, uh, the seventh. So right there yeah. you get it. May the fourth and then May the seventh as well.
0: Yeah, a little bit disappointed that there was some rumours going around that we were going to be getting the Detour series um, that had been in the vault, um, but they might hold on to it. They've still got a little bit, they still got time to get something out. So on Friday, the May the 7th, we're getting new episodes of the Mighty Ducks Game Changers, and a Big Shot, we'll be getting new episodes of them right through May, so we're bringing them up. Um, so it's quite nice. So instantly now we're up to three Disney Plus originals every week. Plus we're getting Wonder Over Yonder seasons one and two wild hearts can't be broken, rise of the fantastic sorry fantastic four rise of the silver server, um, anything jump out of you from that one from that day? Make mm, sense?
1: not really I mean I guess I guess it's cool that they've got the fantastic four oh. on there um, rise of the silver surfer but okay. um, I'm kind of hoping that they're going to erase the fantastic four movies not these and uh, fantastic four stick or whatever you want to call it the other reboot one uh, erase those from our memories and and get some proper Fantastic Four movies going at some point here. Or should I,
0: I didn't mind the first one. I'm going to be honest. I didn't mind. The second one was bad, but I didn't the, mind the first one.
1: The first one was good up until the point Doctor Doom spoke.
0: Yeah. Uh,
1: we, we, I mean, obviously he's a character throughout the entire movie, but he he gets the mask at the end mm-hmm. and least intimidating Doctor Doom I have ever heard in my life. That was yeah. that that sucked any energy out of yeah. that movie, and it was gone.
0: All right, moving on from there on Friday, May the 14th, we'll be getting um, Secret Agent Ozzo, seasons one, two, and also a short series, X-Men The Last Stand, Life Below Zero, season 15. This one I'm really looking forward to. It's a race to the centre of the earth. The whole season will be arriving. It will just be wrapping up on National Geographic by then. And this is perfectly in my warehouse. My um, episodes are dropping weekly now on National Geographic. So once it finishes, it's moving over Disney+. Plus. Um, Basically, they're racing around the earth in a competition. Different teams. I'm so in on this one. This is right in what, what I love. I it.
1: This isn't really like the kind of thing I super super enjoy, but I do like having it on um, as background noise. It's a good second screen kind of show, um, and the fact that it's National Geographic's means that I have more faith in it than some of the the more uh, Survivor-style shows yeah. like um rate race around noah's the what's the famous one
0: well you we had the amazing race that's what i was thinking sorry. yeah i mean because um, i love that one until they stopped airing it in the uk and the bbc's been doing something recently and i just loved you know every week there you know the, the, I, the whole thing of just tr- racing for a country on a, on a competition it's just it's just something that gets me um we're also getting high school musical the musical the series season two so we're getting new episodes every friday from there i'm looking forward to this one it should be pretty good um so yeah no i'm what about you
1: um well we already mentioned the one uh race to the center of the earth i'm not going to binge it but i could see watching it over the course of like two or three weeks an episode here an episode there um i mean x-men the last stand is uh, <laughs> it's it's in the competition for worst x-men movie i think surpassed only by the first wolverine movie mm. i mean it, it's it's not the highlight of the
0: series, but I'm glad no. it's
1: there for the sake of completeness.
0: Yes, and also it's just that thing now of getting out the way of. I'm just glad now that like with Star Wars and Marvel, they're getting out the way of this kind of elitist thing that they kind of had for a little bit of like, we don't want anything else to do except for our little thing that we're doing right now. It's like, no, just get, just get it on there. It's, it's vintage. Just just you Star know, let
1: Ewoks. What are, I don't know what you're talking about. There's no yeah. Star
0: Wars Ewoks
1: movies or television show, and there's definitely no no
0: droid tales. Uh, yeah,
1: Star Wars holiday special. Nope, no, no, none of that. That's all gone. See, I agree. I'm glad that they're putting those on. And you mentioned earlier the detours. I do hope mm. that the rumors pan out, even if not on May the 4th, that we get those at some point.
0: Yeah, yeah. I'm hoping they'll get some there. So, yeah, so we get, and then of course, as so I said, we'll be getting so from that point on, from May the 14th, we're getting four new Disney Plus originals every week we're back we're getting back into a like launch zone where it was back in like 2019 but like four i don't say live action but drama series you know we're getting you know an animated series but also three drama series all dropping at once they're all set with kids in high school which is maybe a little bit of like you could have done with a little bit more planning at that point i do think i think high school seems to have been was i mean everything was delayed i mean I mean, there's like I was told this week by the cast, you know, the big shot, some of them had three different birthdays filming this series. It was taking so long to make because of all the restrictions and stuff. Um, so I do think, unlike high school music, I think opens with like a Christmas special. So it was probably supposed to arrive <laughs> a long time ago. Um, well, I,
1: I vaguely remember them in, uh, talking about a Christmas special that never materialized. So that's probably what this is. Obviously, the bad batch is the one that breaks yeah. Uh, yeah. the the grouping here that they are not teenagers they're actually chronologically they're kids i think yeah. maybe but uh yeah we'll, we'll talk more about the teenager thing when we get to the review section yeah i think but uh to speak very briefly on the idea of this being back in launch season um the difference the other difference i should say is that these are all shows that i'm actually like interested in yeah because when the one when, when it launched there were definitely shows where you're just like i'm only watching this because i have to review it Mm. um or and they they dropped off very quickly yeah. uh and we we focused on the most important ones mm. this one i'm kind of like even high school the musical um which isn't like a top thing for me yeah. i'm still like yeah I, i'm i'm kind of yeah. looking forward to seeing this and and so I, i'm gonna have to find the time to
0: watch everything
1: <laughs> it's gonna be yeah it's gonna be, it, tough. It,
0: it, it's gonna be a little bit um thing um moving on from there on friday may the 21st we'll be getting um big city green season two uh disney's junior, Mixed up adventures. I'm getting Tinkerbell and the Legend of the Never Fury Files into Um, again, that's not a brand new animated series, it's some kind of random old stuff from Marvel. Um, Ice Road Rescue season five, Running Wild with Bear Grylls season six. I've actually just started um, watching that one now, actually, it's just come onto TV. Um, and we're getting a new batch of inside Pixar shorts. We're getting over five of them. And then we're getting the four Disney plus originals. Anything there from catch your eyes? Uh, Not really. I I do kind
1: of enjoy the inside Pixar, especially now that we know the tone of them, but you know, going with the right expectations, it's perfectly fine. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. That, that's, a, that's about it for
0: me. For yeah, me, for me, it's been running wild, but I'm kind of watching that already. Um, and i actually I'm kind of looking forward to watching maybe a bit of Big City Greens. That's a series I need to... It's on my like radar that I need to get into. Um, moving on from there, Friday, May the 28th, we're getting Cruella on Disney Plus Premium Access. It so might be available at cinemas or available at a uh, premium cost. Um, I'm looking forward to this movie. The trailer's there. Um, again, it should be interesting to see how this one works out. We're also getting Bluey Season 2, Sydney's to the Max, uh, the thing is with C- Sydney to the max, they're getting eight episodes. So they're actually doing a, like a mid-season drop this time. So it's a little bit different in terms of how they're releasing it. So the season of... The show's only just literally just come back on the Disney Channel. So by the time they get through, um, I think to the end of April, this all those eight episodes are there. But rather than waiting to the whole season finishes, they're dropping a few episodes on it. And this is what they've been doing internationally because we don't have the Disney Channel. I think... This is a much smarter way. They started doing it with Secrets of Sofa Springs. just like not holding on to all their shows for six to nine months, you know, especially if they're having mid season breaks, but I'm really hoping we start seeing, it. I'd like weekly releases to just be in line with Disney channel, but I'll take mid season drops or little drops of the episodes here and there of these shows just to kind of get things moving.
1: I think that would have helped a lot for some of the, Some of even the popular shows, things like, um, uh, what is it, amphibia and Am- Am- yeah like that one ducktail season three big yeah. hero six season three stuff like that really could have benefited from having them drop halfway through especially since they had breaks in the mm-hmm. season You you get that chance to be like here's the six episodes and yeah. episode seven will be dropping on disney channel on this date yeah. have fun
0: yeah, so that one's um, so that's good at doing that. Um, so I'm looking forward to them soon. We're also getting um, Kingdom of the Polar Bear. And that one is going to be airing on National Geographic on Earth Day. So that's going to be about a month later before that one arrives. Wicked Tuna Season 10. Uh, and then we're getting a brand new uh, Disney Plus original series called Launch. <laughs> sorry, Launchpad, um, which is a collection of live shorts from a new generation of dynamic storytellers, six filmmakers from Unpresentation, underrepresented backgrounds were selected and provided with the opportunity to share their perspectives and create visions that will show audiences what it means to be seen. Inspired by life's journeys, these first six shorts will be based on the theme Discover. So we're going to be getting American EID. We're going to be getting Dinner is Served, Growing Fangs, The Last of the Changas, I don't quite know how to pronounce that one. Um, and then we've got Let's Be Tigers and the Little Princes. Um, this one looks very different. Um, the trailer's been up. I watched it and was like, ooh, this is all very experimental, allowing them to do different things. And I'm actually, I think this is fantastic from a couple of different points, not just from the fact of like giving people that have maybe underrepresented chance to tell stories. I mean, some of the stories that are like, coming up very different than what we would normally see. More importantly than that, it gives people a chance to practice, hone the skills. You know, these people that are making this could be the next big directors. But they need that opportunity. And these little launch pads are all about giving a bit of a trial, seeing how they get on. Same thing with Spark Shorts. Do something a little bit experimental. And also, in some way, Disney can kind of back off a little bit and say, look, these are experiments. You know, we're just letting people practice a bit. It's, you know, it's a. And like, I don't think there's as much as attention on them, but I'm really looking forward to this series.
1: Yeah, I'm looking forward to this as well. We've only had the one trailer, which is only like a minute and a half. So we don't really know too much about it but they gave uh plenty of hints about what most of the stories are uh and and it's just like the spark shorts in that they're giving they're stories that you wouldn't necessarily expect from Mm -hmm. disney and i think that's good for a number of reasons most of which you already talked about so i won't cover that ground Mm -hmm. again but it allows them to be a bit more daring uh Mm -hmm. you know some of those spark shorts were not uh particularly, you know, um, what I'm looking for.
0: Huh? Yeah. Not easy topics. They just weren't easy. E- yeah. They,
1: they tackled very tough topics and they were better for it. Some of the most yeah. memorable spark shorts were the ones that, you know, they got people talking and thinking about things that they didn't necessarily want to think about. And I hope that this is the same here. And I don't see any problem with that being on the same platform as, cool. you know, something like yeah. WandaVision or, or
0: Bluey or, or whatever. Yeah, I think it's for me. I'm just liking the idea. Disney's obviously understanding the fact that they need um, giving, getting people going. Like the way of releasing shorts, you know, it used to be always, you know, it's always been the kind of thing. And you see it at film festivals, they release these shorts and they always, but you never, it's always that kind of thing. Well, how do you watch them? And like, would you, like, you know, and at least now they can re- release them on like YouTube or something like that. But generally, they're not in our normal system of cycles. You know, we have TV shows and we have movies. There's the shorts just get lost in that thing of where do we put them, you know. There's not um so getting people some practice and getting and I'm not gonna say you know, the fact that being practice and they, you know, oh this is just a college thing. Now this is this is high end stuff, but I just liking the idea of Disney allowing them to use Disney Plus as a as a launch pad I mean this is the whole point of it and. Um, I'm, And I think kind of going into the live action zone kind of makes sense for it. I mean, a lot of like directors start off like doing a TV episode. Well, This can kind of be like a stepping stone for that.
1: Well, TV episodes and music videos, actually yeah. music videos is a, a a lot of very famous directors have started out with those and you can go back and see some of their back catalogs um, in like 80s and 90s stuff that was on MTV. Yeah. And you were kind of touching on this with, with shorts you don't go out to see shorts you don't go to the theater to see shorts you don't even tune into television to see a short Mm. but with this new streaming platform netflix hulu whatever Mm. you're not bound by the constraints of of the old old days you don't have to make it profitable at the theaters Mm. you don't have to fit it into a 30 minute time slot which is going to get cut down to 22 minutes because of commercials Mm. you can just go You've got eight minutes to tell your story and if people want to watch it, it's right here. And if people don't want to watch it, that's fine too. We can, we can just analyze that. Mm. Uh, and I'm glad to see Disney taking advantage of this and, and giving young directors, new directors, a chance to, to try this out as well as the actors. Of course, uh, the actors will get a chance to, to prove that they can do it uh, and maybe work their way into bigger roles this is win-win-win for everybody and if you're not interested in the shorts and you're not interested in the story no big deal at all go watch something else instead you didn't spend any money on this and you're not spending any of your time on it.
0: it's funny as well because obviously like when i'm doing it like articles and stuff of like you know, people that have been cast and things like that and you go in there and you've obviously got their you know list of shows and stuff that they've been in well, if they're like young or they have like new, especially like say like someone like Big Shot, for example, you know, that old Mighty Ducks, you know, they're all young talent, you know, and they maybe haven't had opportunities yet, you know, so maybe their first show or they've a short kind of really helps boost up their resume and just, it's it's just a good. It's I think it's a great system. I just think I can't see any negatives from it at all. Yeah,
1: no, I'm I'm 100 for this. It, it is a good use of the streaming platform, and I want them to continue. I want more Spark shorts want Disney home animators to to start building up their their profiles as well. And yes, let's go into live action as well. There is no reason not to do it. This is yeah, this is the way they should be doing it. And this does not in any way stop them from also putting out Mandalorian season three or yeah. Falcon and the Winter Soldier or any of this oh, stuff. It, yeah. It's not taking resources away from something else.
0: No, I mean a bunch on these are gonna be tiny. Um so there we go. So that's ev- <clears throat> so that's everything wrapped up there for May interesting not no marvel other than fury Files, but it's i'm not gonna i'm not gonna lie i actually think this is a good thing I am. Um, i'm a little bit along the lines of i know uh, like these weekly marvel shows are great but i'm now thinking hmm, by the time next week comes we've had what 15 weeks pretty much of you know marvel content weekly um so that's quite, a, I mean, you know, we've been spoiled. And you know, we are going to wait long. We've only got, we've got Loki coming up um, in June. So it's just really, I just think it's really interesting to see how they're doing this. Um, I think with the addition of, I mean, we've got four originals dropping pretty much weekly. I mean, I think that's just great.
1: Yeah, and if the, the original plan or the most recent plan had been followed, we would have had Black Widow in here at some point, uh, both the theatrical and premiere, probably obviously that got pushed back one more time but we were expecting it kind of in this area but we're also still getting star wars now bad Mm -hmm. batch might not be on the same tier for most people as the mandalorian or um the book of boba fett Mm -hmm. or something like that but it's still star wars content so it's not like uh they don't have one of their triple a title uh name recognitions going at the same time and um as we'll talk about at the end of this episode they've got some pretty solid shows uh in in the titles that Maybe aren't as big name grabby, but I mean, yeah, yeah. Big Shot, Mighty Ducks,
0: there's stuff for people to watch. Yeah. So, moving on from there, um, expect the, we'll get the like the Canada and the UK list probably next week now. It's, it's probably won't happen over the weekend. So, this week, Disney announced its first UK originals productions. So, these are scripted versions. So, we're going to get three new series, one of which is a Disney Plus original, the other two are um, Star originals. So, the Ballad of Renegade Nell is a Disney branded swashbuckling adventure set in the 18th century. And it's been written by Moti BAFTA award winning writer Sally Wainwright, who previously worked on Gentleman Jack and Happy Valley, both of which are great shows. And when she's framed for murder, um, N- Nell Jackson is forced into a life of highway robbery. I kind of always think of Adam Ant when I read that, along with two orphan sisters rocks Anne and Georgie aided by a plucky little spirit called a Billy, Bine, or B- Billy Bind or Billy blind blind there it is that her fate is in her on the wrong side of the law for the reason the a reason might be bigger than she could ever imagine a reason that goes right up to the Queen Anne and beyond to the struggle of power ranging across the battlefields of Europe um so this one is a Disney plus original and it will be everywhere this will come out all over the so this will thought of kind of the international rollout of disney plus visuals we're also getting the the um save our squad with my, uh, david beckham um so this one i i mean the whole, whole idea of doing something like swashbuckling and pirates just sounds great
1: i am always in for for swashbuckling i mean i loved the first pirate movie and uh, i enjoyed the other pirates movies yeah. really enjoyed black sails um on stars now obviously very this, different will not be, th- th- this will be a very different tone than Black Sails, but I am uh, absolutely in for any amount of swashbuckling uh, and high seas, even if, <laughs> even yeah. just like on a beach. We're good. I- I'll enjoy the it. The only
0: thing that gets me was the spirit. That was the one that throws yeah. me off of like, well, well, do we need a Do we need a, 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 a magical psychic character? I don't know. But I mean, this one uh... even been filming, um,
1: just as long as it's not Tinkerbell 2.0. Yeah. Um, not, that is not a knock on Tinkerbell. Yeah. That's just, I want something different than Tinkerbell here.
0: Yeah. So that one, that one's one. And then we're going to be getting two star originals. One is called Culprits, which is a dark and funny heist series from the acclaimed filmmaker, Jay Blakeson. I care it a lot And the disappearance of Alice Creed. Um, Culprits follows what happens after a heist when the crew have all gone their separate ways and are being targeted by a killer one by one. So that is a smart thriller. And that one is going to be, the, all these series are going to be eight season, eight episodes each. We're also be getting another one called Extraordinary, which is a comedy series where Jen, who is a young, self-aware a woman who lives in a world where everyone has a superpower except for her. From um, a BAFTA and Emmy Award-winning producer's um, Sid Gentle Films, this is a fresh, innovative comedy about being young and finding your feet in a confusing way where all you'll ever be is ordinary. It's a celebration of the anti-superhero, people, pe- giving people permission to embrace their general okayness. Um, so with the Star originals, um, I suspect they will be released in the US as Hulu originals, because that's the benefit of this whole system. Um, but this helps on so many different levels. First off, it helps with the European quotas. Um, it helps attach Star and Disney Plus to British audiences to get more people signed up, because while we love The Mandalorian and Falcon and the rest of it, a lot of people like watching their own content from, you know, British content. It's something that Netflix has been very successful at of bringing in different local things. And Disney of going all in, you know, and I think we're going to see a lot more of this. It's great also for film companies and actors and stuff all over here having work done. You know, it, it's our stories being told on a big scale. Um, it probably also helps having a bigger budget because it is going global. Um, I mean, generally now, most of the big, like, BBC and ITV shows tend to get shared everywhere. But for me, this is just, again, this is just a win-win-win, you know, giving Disney Plus just more originals, but also just a variety. More variety is what we need. It's moving it away from just being the Marvel and Star Wars and kids' shows. You know, it needs to it needs to do that. Um, so, yeah, now, I mean, Disney are planning 50 European ex- um, exclusives by 2024. And I think they've they've announced at least four UK ones. They've announced ten European ones. They're still going to have a, quite a few up their sleeve. They've brought in people in from Channel Four to commission new shows, do also unscripted stuff as well. You know, we're going to see a massive, imp- maybe not necessarily this year, but I think in the next year or two, we're going to start seeing a massive more amount of content dropping in that are being made over here. I uh, not
1: just there. I mean, obviously the, yeah. these announcements are specifically about the UK, but. I think we will start seeing content coming in from all the various regions that Disney Plus is, especially the regions that have a similar uh, locality clause like New Zealand and and Australia do. Yeah. And I'm all for it. Um, Mm -hmm. It's always great to see uh, different perspectives, see the world uh, through the eyes of a more local Mm -hmm. uh, thing. Because generally speaking, unless you've, unless an American has gone and visited England, This is the only way you're going to experience it.
0: Yeah, I think, I mean, in some ways, I mean, I find like with American shows and stuff, because I've been to most of the big cities and been, I've been in the country. I've been out and, you know, I know, so I can visualize stuff. I know when I watch stuff with like Australia and so on, you know, having spent like five months out in Australia, I can visualize it much easier and I can make that connection much, you know, and these kind of things for me, having done, that helps. But if you're only ever seeing America through, you know, we see it through the eyes of you know, California or New York. Um, what we don't want happening is all of our TV over here being consumed by, and the, you know, the government are very much aware of this in every country. They don't want Amazon, you know, Netflix and Disney being our entire entertainment system. And therefore, you know, we don't get any kind of original content. I know Comcast, they make a lot of stuff over here with Sky and then that ends up going to Peacock and NBC over in the US. And I think it's just, it's good to just tell different stories. I mean, we've got so many great shows that happen over here and a lot of them get translated over into um, American versions to kind of help with the translation of it. But I only think as well, there's a lot of like Latin uh, American originals and stuff that they're making. There's a lot of kind of people asking for them to be dubbed and subtitled and released. And I completely agree with that. Why not? But also, especially like with the British ones, Australian and the Canada ones, they're so much easier to use in some ways because they can then use them everywhere. There, in some ways, there is a. Lot doing. I mean, I've been. Wa- we've been watching a number of different shows. We've been watching like Money Heist on Netflix, which is a Spanish show, which uh, we've been really jo- enjoying. And also, uh, I think it was. Um, oh, I've gone. I've lost it. Lumen or it's on Netflix with. It's a French show about um, a guy that robs um the louvre you know like yeah. we've been watching you know we've been watching some shows on netflix which and um, you know money heist is fantastic um and again if you just go, i i prefer them dubbed that's my prefer preference but not all exclusives and stuff have to be made you know like that but i, I yeah. just think it's just great
1: yeah i've actually caught a number of uh korean shows on netflix recently i i prefer subtitles in general but i have absolutely no problem with dubs either you know i i think they should both be available uh for whatever is easiest for people and it's great seeing you know all these different perspectives and and uh they there's also a different style of filmmaking Mm. with from each region like it's not necessarily distinctive you can't necessarily go oh that that's an australian director and that's a Mm. uh Sometimes you can. You, but I don't talk, all of a sudden, like, hey, how you doing? <laughs> and that's how you know it's not made by an Australian director. But you'd have things like Thor Ragnarok, where um, Taika was putting in some very specific New Zealand humor into it yeah. and, and introducing us to all that. And that, that kind of stuff was great. I also wanted to mention um, last week, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, the last couple of weeks, uh, they've had shots in Riga, Latvia. And that was a place I went to a couple of years ago, and it and I was having that same experience uh, that you're talking about, like, oh, I know this place, and it makes the show a little bit more
0: yeah. Uh, yeah, real,
1: more personal, interesting, real. Uh, it's always kind of fun to do that.
0: Yeah, um, and ex- except for sometimes you go, that's not right. If they turn left there, they get some. <laughs> That's the flip side, uh, especially when you, you're
1: in a place that, that you live in. So like I grew yeah. up in Washington, D.C., so many shows in Washington, D.C., yeah. or Walking Dead. Um, it actually takes there was a season where it takes place in like Arlington. Now, I haven't seen most of the Walking Dead. I'm like, I grew up in Arlington. The, this this looks nothing like Arlington. There are trees here.
0: There are not trees in Arlington. <laughs> It's always the one that gets to me is when they get say they're in New York City and you go, no, that's the CN Tower. <laughs> well, you know, I can see definitely uh, I, it's not the light in the not that one. I always love the the classic example
1: of that. I think it was Rumble in the Bronx, the Jackie Chan movie, yeah. where he's in. He's supposed to be in the Bronx, and well, yeah. oh, I didn't realize there was a giant lake with a with a mountain behind it in the Bronx. Yes. <laughs> you know. No. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. There we go. Um. So let's now talk about some of. This week shows, because there's tons of them this week. Um, so I'm going to kick off talking about Secrets of the Whales, which is going to be coming to Disney Plus on Earth Day, which is next Thursday, We're getting four episodes. This has been put together by James Cameron. And he actually does turn up for about the last five, 10 minutes of every episode, kind of giving his thoughts on, you know, how they filmed it and how they made it, which I like. And you know, I like that aspect. So going away with us the narrations for it. This is a beautiful series. It's very well done. High... D- I mean, it took them three years to make. I love Wales. Um, I thought this was fantastic. This is, um, to me, this was like in the the BBC natural history, like level, and like there was such a, I mean, this was supposed to be on National Geographic that when they announced this last year, it was going to National Geographic and they've shifted it over to Disney Plus. Um, it looks beautiful the shots i mean some of the stories they tell with you know the, like the killer showing what they're doing and some things that they've never filmed before so amazing footage it looks beautiful if you love natural history documentaries this is a must watch don't 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 sleep on this thing you oh, know it's you know this is a very high quality series. if you like things like you know planet earth blue planet those kind of things this is in that and to me it's in that kind of territory
1: Yeah, I I have obviously not seen it yet. I'm, I'm very much looking forward to seeing it when it drops uh, properly, but I have seen James Cameron's other documentaries, particularly his Titanic one, obviously. Um, And he's, he's obviously known for Titanic avatar terminator. So on. Uh, He does exceptional documentaries. Uh, His first couple were, you know, he was, he was feeling it out and learning the ropes, but he's obviously learned it. uh, And I, I, I'm I'm very much looking forward to this. I plus I love yeah. whales in general. But, yeah,
0: yeah. It's as uh, along the lines of if you enjoy those big epic um, nature documentaries, this is for you. This is such a great series. I can't praise enough. If you're not into whales and you're not into you know? Um, then it's probably might not be for you. Don't start thinking it's like Disney Nature. Um, I someone goes well, oh, you know, Disney Nature ones. Yeah, no, Disney Nature. They look beautiful, but the the sort of the narration kind of puts you off. I found Sigourney with a kind of middle, middle zone. She wasn't full, um, full descriptors, but she didn't like, she's not talking down to you. Like, so I find with some of the American ones, they kind of talk to you like you're five. And um, this one actually talks to you, like, you know, you might be a little bit, you know, at least a teenager or an or something. Um, and that's my own personal thing. I found like with Disney nature, it kind of feels like I'm reading to my nephew rather than um, to myself. Um, yeah. See, so-
1: You mentioned sometimes it puts you off. I was actually going to say, put me to sleep once. I've (laughs)
0: literally fallen
1: asleep to a Disney nature documentary before. Admittedly, I was working night shifts at the time. So it was, it was a bit rough, but um, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, There there are expectations that come with a Disney nature. There are expectations that come with a national geographic and they're very, very different. Um, Yeah. uh, High expectations. If you like whales, if you like beautiful scenery, this should be a high priority item to watch.
0: Yeah, and it's nice as well. It's dropping on a Thursday, so this is again moving out the way of the fa- of the Falcon finale. So definitely give that one a shot. Um, so we've also I'm going to just bring up some Star originals before we jump into the Disney Plus ones. So this week we got Groanish in the UK. We got the first two seasons drop, and um, this is a technically a Star original because it's not been released anywhere else. And we're getting the third season coming up in a couple of weeks. Canada and Australia are already getting them. So, Disney sent me the first few episodes from the first season to watch. Um, I didn't do a written review because it was a bit like, well, these are like three years old. So, there's not really a huge point, but it was actually quite good for me. I feel like for like a warm up to kind of get ready to get for the season three dropping. And, you know, I I watched the first three episodes. Have you ever watched Grownish or Blackish or Mixedish?
1: <laughs> no, I, I have not seen any of these shows.
0: No, see, again, I, I completely missed this series. So, I came in completely um blank on it so the it's basically the the, i don't think it makes any difference because i mean i watched the first one and they kind of had the dad in there crying about his daughter going off to college but i don't really felt like it made any difference to me i mean it might help you might know her a little bit more but it's she's at college she's gone to university she's making new friends she's struggling to fit in she's struggling to find her way she breaks to four fall and like stops and talks to the camera um watched three episodes the other morning um a lot more you know there was recreational drug use there was you know things about like hooking up with other people um you know, she's too tight and i was like okay we you know it's because normally i think airs on free form in the us i'm gonna go okay this is definitely you know next, next level up this is not your traditional kind of i think i'd kind of gone in maybe like oh they're just at high school or, or uni I, I wasn't quite expecting the whole kind of oh no they're really going in full hard on on bit on that uni experience and stuff and you know throwing up after drinking too much dry trying to impress the boys it was like okay you know they were going this is a show for teenagers or not the really teenager but they're going for the target audience to and i was like okay cool i mean i'm no longer in that zone anymore but you know we can all look back on those years and kind of and it's like okay I kind of quite like this. This is this is a little bit fresh. i will be quite. I'm looking forward to having new episodes dropping. So, um, so yes, so we'll have the first two seasons are available now in the UK. They're already available in other um, regions. Obviously, not in the US. They're on Hulu over there. Um, we also got the finale of Love Victor. Um, wow, that was a fantastic. That was a fantastic e- episode to end on. Um, you know, they're at the. What is it with American high school dances? What, why? You know, it's always so important that. You know, it's the biggest event in their lives. And it's like, you know, the biggest thing. And, you know, all of us that have left high school, like it doesn't mean anything. Um, so they're all going to high school. Victor's trying not to let his girlfriend know that he's gay before the event. He tried to do it before, but he um, she got some bad news. So he chickened out, which kind of made sense at the time. But then he gets found out. And there's this whole like, he's just putting up fires everywhere. Is a secret slowly being revealed until he kind of gets, um, he kind of comes out. And then the big kind of finale really come is that you know the ending where he will just you know he tells his parents you know he's gay and that, that's where it ends and then we're going into season two and i've been watching this series grow over the last sort of nine weeks and it's such a it's been such a great series and every time i finish watching it going oh, why wasn't this on disney plus this is <laughs> this would have been such a big deal had it been on there It would have broken so many boundaries it would have got much bigger audience and then you look at like, you know, we've got Big Shot, we've got Mighty Ducks, you know, they've all got, and High School Musical, they've all got um, an LGBTQ, uh, you know, they've all got that in there. They've all got little elements. But obviously this one here, and you know, it's like, you know, this whole thing of um, underage drinking. It's like, no, I was in one episode for like, and there were teenagers in a cup. It's like no, they just chickened out. And I'm really like, this show should have been on there. Tone-wise, it's you know it's, it's after it is it's just like it's such a it's a really i really enjoyed it i've really i wasn't too sure going into it in the first couple of episodes but as it's gone on into the second half of the second season it's really picked up um so that was good i haven't watched this finale of hellstrom yet i'm a few episodes behind it's 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 just not been high on my watch list you know we'd get around to it we also had new episodes of next dollface and filthy rich um again i'm a, an episode or two behind on next i it's really hard when they've been cancelled of just kind of getting the we we'll watch them eventually well, you know when we've and when everything else has been watched on our watch list on every other platform then we kind of get to them so they they've been pretty good um, it's just and again solar opposites loving that series just absolutely crazy bonkers um, just really <laughs> it's kind of I sit there and I like, watch that one I go this is so not what I should but I really enjoy solar opposites um, so we've been getting new episodes of that one as well um, so yeah so that's some of the star stuff. Let's now move on to the Disney Plus originals. We'll do Mighty Ducks episode four first. I think that was a nice, easy one. I really enjoyed this episode. Um, I, I like the fact that they kind of hit the brakes on the training and let the characters grow a little bit and the kids actually spending some time together and having fun, which is what they're supposed to be doing. Um, I really liked the sleepover aspect of it, of him being turned away from his cat, from his phone, and having him having some fun. And I didn't realize, but the kid actually also was in America's um, Got Talent and was an opera singer in, and that's why he does when he does that singing thing. He that's why he
1: yeah that makes so much more sense now.
0: Yeah, I mean, he I I didn't know that either. Oh, he
1: killed it! He did a great job with that song from Les Mis, but uh, I didn't, I did not know that. But I didn't either. uh, (laughs) No, I agree with you for the most part on the episode. Uh, it it had some very important character growth for the mother, uh, yeah. for Emilio Estevez, and then also for the 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 three kids. Um, yeah. The main character, the podcaster, yeah. and the goalie uh, who yeah. was who we were just talking about. The goalie uh, was apparently on uh, America's Got Talent, America's yeah. Idol, something like that. One of yeah,
0: those. yeah. yeah.
1: Um, in any event, they had a, a sleepover, which was. Cute and funny and obviously they needed uh an event to help break the goalie out of his funk and get him into the real world because he, you know he let by 17 goals against the ducks which would make anyone feel bad and when i was in high school our goalie did much the same thing for for different reasons uh we literally just put pads on a kid and and we're like all right you're the goalie now uh he, he was really good by the end of the season, but facing yeah. 80 shots a game will do that to huh. you. I, I yeah. will say that. Uh, I was a little bit less thrilled with the mom competition. Um, yeah. It was important for for a bit of character development, especially for the mother, uh, to, to have her get that, like, no, wait, I am a doormat, I and I shouldn't yeah. be. I, I'm getting taken advantage of by all these people. And It was important to have that moment, but it was also extremely cliche and yeah. very, like, are you serious? You're 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 basing whether this kid's gonna play on the ducks or the um yeah. I can never remember the name of their team. Don't bothers. The don't bothers. I always want to call them no doubts, but that's that's a band. That's yeah. yeah. Um and it's just like this the second they announced the mom competition and that this girl was not getting the permission from her parents because she was too afraid, I was like oh it's
0: going to end with a bet <laughs> it's, yeah. it's going to end with it's, them on that yeah. wager i mean i like the f- i like the fact that the dad kind of, i like the fact that the dad did it actually mm-hmm. i thought that was very i thought that was smart with dad kind of going yeah no this is wrong the kid wants to get you know she's not happy give her something that she wants to do um whereas the mum was completely just over i mean you know the fact of like her planning out what kids what um, hobbies the kids are into in order to get them into the best college of what the availability is going to be like based in 10 years time yeah it's like super planning and I'm just like I'm there like oh, wow okay and, like, and then I I like the fact that the dad went around it rather than the mum because I don't think the mum could have stepped down from that I don't think that would have worked well, I, I don't think she
1: I don't think it's even a matter of could I, I think yeah. she just would not it, it yeah. was very clear that that the mom uh, is the boss of that yeah. family. And she, yeah, that moment where she's like, yes, I realized Harvard was going to need a French horn uh, in the year that you were applying. It's like, I, <laughs> I have to admit, that was probably the funniest
0: part of the episode. Yeah. It's like, I know parents like that. Yeah. No, <laughs> I, 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 this episode kind of helped me like warm up to it. Um, I don't know, For me, I, it's been a few weeks since I've watched it because I've watched them all three weeks in advance. So it was a little bit like, oh yeah, cool. I'm like, this is this is kind of quite a nice little a nice little fun series. I I wonder where they were gonna go like mid season, because obviously now we're at episode four. I mean we've still got six more episodes to go. There's a lot and I think building up the establishment of and I don't want them becoming like, you know, training for this big finale and this big because it's like that's exactly the opposite. They don't you can't call yourself don't bother and then spend your entire time bothering about being in the final. It doesn't make well, any
1: yeah. But that's also kind of the point of the series. I think
0: yeah.
1: uh, they they're going they're going to end up in a middle ground where yeah. you take it seriously, but you don't make it your life. You know, yeah. you, you can't play well a sport, but you can't do anything competitive. And yeah. you know, esports, sports, card games, mm. board games, you have to have be at least a little competitive, otherwise yeah what's the point? Yeah. Uh, and, and they need to find that balance because the ducks are are a little too far on the edge. There's nothing wrong with being hyper competitive. There's nothing wrong with wanting to be the best, especially if you're a kid and you're trying to like get into good colleges or potentially play professionally, nothing wrong with that. As long as you're not a jerk about it, which is where they cross the line. But I think for most people, you need that balance. You want to be competitive because competition is fun. Uh, but you don't want to make
0: it to the point where you are throwing chairs at people, which we'll come to no, uh, in no. another
1: review. Yes.
0: So I think as overall Mighty Ducks, I'm really enjoying that one. Moving on from there, let's now talk about the Big Shot, which is a brand new series. We got the first episode dropped yesterday. Um, I have seen the first three episodes um, and I, I, for me, I, I'm going to try and stay away from going into the spoiler zones. I'm going to ask you because it's like thing of my mind blurring of where the episodes end. Um, But what did you think of Big Shot? So
1: I have to admit, I'm a little bit annoyed here. I wanted the hockey show to be the better show. And (laughs) right now it's not. Uh, Obviously, I'm still enjoying the Mighty Ducks, but the Big Shot, I've only seen the first episode, uh, just like everybody else who's not you. And (laughs) I enjoyed it. I I have to admit, I I wasn't going in with super high expectation. I wasn't expecting it to be terrible, but I I wasn't going in like uh, it's going to be great. And then I was like, actually, I'm. I'm pretty invested in a lot of these characters already. Um, They're obviously taking a much more mature approach to it than the mighty ducks did Uh, still not like a super mature. This is not a like uh, an an adult show or, you know, like a darker show they're obviously still high schoolers and it's pitched to high schoolers, but um, they're covering a lot of the same ground that the mighty ducks did, but they're handling it in a better way. Like, Yeah, the the team coming together uh the the team having that mix again of like we've got this superstar who needs to get like well doesn't need but wants to get noticed by the best colleges uh, and get picked up by them and then on the other end of the scale you've got people who are just like i'm playing this because it looks good on on my uh on my sheet and i I don't really care that much but here it is
0: but also i mean the only thing i could kind of compare it to was if you look at the ages of the kids in mighty ducks and the ages of the kids in I say kids, I mean, they're women, um, they're like, you know, the age of them in big shot. And you know, that's the, t- that's where the tone changes, like a mm. difference between maybe being like 13 and 17. The tone, that's, that's kind of, for me of like the tone difference of that little bit difference. Um, some of the girls are like only 16, 17, but some of them like, like 20, um, but there's a little bit more maturity. I mean, there's a whole aspect to it um, of other things coming in from other angles of, you know, the kids with the... What I've really found with, with Big Shot was the focus on John Stamos' character, the coach. It was, it was, it was, an, it was a, the adult. They were trying to base, this is a... It was his story to begin with. I think the series is gonna slowly move away from that and we see it more in other episodes. But I, it was a bit that like kind of thing, like, hold on, we're gone. Oh, we got, it's like more, it's more adult conversations. You know, they weren't, it wasn't being pitched at kids and all the rest. Of, and I, I, I really enjoyed, um, I really enjoyed the series. I wasn't, didn't have high expectations for it. Um, and I just kind of gone into it of just being like, this is a really nice series. It's, um, it's a little bit, it's a lot more grown up than I was expecting. I would have loved it to have been away from Mighty Ducks. It's my only issue with, with the release schedule. Because um, I think there's a bit of a crossover, but they, in some ways there is a crossover. But the stories are so different, and you know we're getting into like the teenage girl problems and you know their issues and some of the issues that come on from that. And yeah, um, I really, I really enjoyed the series. Um, um, I did, like I said, I did get to speak to the cast of the series, which is really weird for me. I'm going to be honest because it was the first time I've ever done anything like this. So I'm watching this episode like after, the, like in a couple of weeks I'll be watching it okay it's like it is weird um some of the characters are connected with a little bit more like Tiana you know she's got some great stories coming up um with that one you know there's some great stuff also with Mouse as well she's kind of quite an interesting little character we haven't seen too much of Cricket yet I think that comes in a little bit later on in the second season the second half of the episode um but yeah um whether or not we see a little bit more of the, the romantic side with um Holly and the coach as well you know we might get that one um just Lynn wouldn't kind of, she said she could get into trouble if she told me what happened. <laughs> so, <laughs> I did ask. But, of course. But, uh, yeah. um, generally as a whole, you know, there's a lot more in things going on. And yeah, I I was completely, I was shocked by this series. I've, I watched it. It was a lot more higher spec than I was expecting. A bit more toned, a little bit more. It's still a little bit kiddish, And I wouldn't say it's kiddish, but it's still kind of, it's got a little, I still got the Disney logo on it. I don't know if it needed it. I think it actually I don't know if that's a distraction. I actually think it would be better without the Disney logo. Just call it Big Shot rather than Disney's Big Shot because it kind of brings in a lot of issues with it. But I'm, it's like for someone that doesn't like sports, I mean, I enjoyed safety. I'm like, you know, I'm I'm, I'm, I'm getting in on all these go sports stuff.
1: (laughs) Well, as I said, it's not really about the sport. The sport is just what gets yeah. you in the door. Uh it's the story behind the, the the characters that drives it. And that's what made safety a really good movie. Oh. That is what make is making both Mighty Ducks and Big Shot a good story, uh, to begin with. I wanted to co- cover a couple of things that you mm-hmm. you talked about there. Um, I really appreciated that they had Stamos and uh the assistant coach, they had you know, the the conversation that first night that they met and uh, they were both comparing notes on like marriage and stuff like that. And I really appreciate that. Yeah. It. It's just like no judgment. We're, we're just going to throw these out there. His marriage uh, is basically gone. Her marriage is gone and it's primarily her own fault for that, at least the way they presented it there. And it's like uh, they're two adults not judging each other, but having a conversation that they needed mm. to have. And then similarly, we've got the kids uh, running around over here. And uh, they did a very good job of kind of getting both Stamos as a coach and the Mm -hmm. kids as players perspective and neither side being entirely right and entirely wrong. Yeah, Like you can definitely see where the coach perspective, like these kids are annoying and Mm -hmm. they're snotty and they're uh, more than a little bit. You know, uh, yeah. stuck up and, and such like that. But on the other side, you're like, the kids, who is this guy? What mm. he's coming in and he's giving us orders and he's changing everything. And he's, he called that one girl fat. No, he didn't call her fat. He only said she had to lose five yeah. pounds. He was like, yeah, that, that's not a great first impression. And they, they did a good job of balancing I, yeah. it between I mean, them.
0: You, I think the thing of where she goes in and confronts him over it was really needed because it helped like tone him down. And they go on to have a bit more of, that, um, a relationship kind of going on with that of a bit more respect kind of thing, and I think you know it's a. It, I think the thing is it's very cliche in terms of what they're doing, but um, the story does change. I mean, it's I, again, I'm trying to remember where where the episodes blur a bit, um, but really enjoyed the series. I'm looking forward to more episodes dropping. Again, just it's just nice having drama. It's just nice having something you know stories to get into, and you know it's great. Um, so let's now jump into the final thing. So we're going to be talking now Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Um, again, we'll be doing spoiler zone on this one. Um, but what what an episode. I mean, I just really enjoyed it. And one of the things I enjoyed about this episode was it kind of felt like, right, hit the brakes, stop, reset, get all of our chess pieces all where we need to be for the finale. We've done all the build up. We need to move everyone to where they need to be but also do it in a, such a smart way and take their time and develop things. And you just would never get that in a Marvel movie. Um, I love the whole aspect of, you know, Bucky and Sam really bonding as friends, spending time together away from um, the mission, just, and you know, and that failing of Bucky needing that more than, you know, and that kind of, you know, him just turning up and helping him out on the boat, you know, that you know, him playing around a bit with it. Like, that was what I felt was what we needed more. Well, we need more of the buddy cop aspect that we don't, that we've not really seen too much of, but that respect aspect to it. You know, I love the whole thing they're doing with John Walker, you know, his downfall, his spiral. Um, cause they didn't, cause I know like everyone's against him as like, you know, he's not our, he's the Walmart Captain America, but it's like, you're looking at him going and he's, and he's right. They, they made him, they built him, they trained him, they got him already. He did what he was supposed to. And they thrown him to the side because he's, didn't do it. He, can't, Yeah. He can't handle what he's trying to be, but ultimately he's not, he's still, a, he's still a, a, war veteran still here. I mean, they, they kind of pretty much, you know, you know, it's like, well, if he shot them, he would have been fine, but because he's Captain America and smashed them with the shield, it didn't look very good PR point of view, but if he shot them point blank as a soldier, no one would have even questioned it, it but it was the optics of it. Um, so I'm really enjoying his whole thing. um, yeah, I just really enjoyed them kind of just layering on the information there.
1: Yeah. So, as the penultimate episode, I was kind of expecting a bit more action in it uh, going into it. Yeah. Obviously, we had the big fight at the beginning, um, yeah. which we've known is coming since episode two, basically. Yeah. Uh, but after that, it was almost all character. It was all mm. uh, Sam and Winter Soldier, a tiny bit of Zemo, and of course, John Walker. And random appearance by uh, Julia louise uh, well, Dreyfus. we'll come okay. back to
0: that one yeah well, well actually let's just, just 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 do that one right now all right let's right, do that because obviously this is a situation of, an, of a character walks in and for us that are maybe completely familiar with because i read comics so i'm, I'm aware of bits but you know this character comes in Val. okay who's she you know like really charismatic kind of just like she is 100 full of herself she knows what she's doing you know gives them the card and kind of to me, it felt a little bit like Nick Fury, like, I'm building a team here. You know, here's, here's my card. I'll be in touch kind of thing. Now, obviously, the minute, the moment the episode ended, I then hit Google to find out who she is. And, but, you, yeah, kind of explain who she is a little bit. So
1: uh, the first thing to know about her is she is not Valerie Cooper, who is connected with the X-Men. I saw that one pop up a couple of times. That is not the character. Well, um,
0: this is the thing. And be honest, that was the first one I got was because all I had to go off of was Marvel and Val
1: yeah Uh, yeah so so that's why I brought it up this is not (laughs) Valerie Cooper who was the government liaison to x-factor I won't go into all that she's not the x-men character this is uh, a character known as the countess uh, and possibly better known as Madame Hydra Mm -hmm. Um, it's one of the personas that this characters had. now they've got a couple of different ones they could draw from so that I am not stating unequivocally that she is Madame Hydra and She's the new head of Hydra. It is one of the possible angles that they could take with the character. Uh, The other connection she has is again to the Thunderbolts, Mm -hmm. um, which we've mentioned a couple of times. Winter Soldier has connections to Thunderbolts, and of course, Zemo uh, and John Walker both have connections to the Thunderbolts. And a lot of people have kind of been, when are we going to get the Thunderbolts? And if you don't know, they're like the the, um, the,
0: big Thunderbolt Ross as well. You know, uh, which yeah.
1: Which is actually completely un- unconnected it sounds yeah. like it should be but it, it's yeah. yeah. it's completely unconnected but that that's um the that character's yeah. nickname but he is connected to the thunderbolts just not by his name uh yeah. it, it, it's a thing
0: yeah um, red hulk um you know yeah
1: let's not bring red hulk into yeah. that, that oh, <laughs> anyway yeah. um I think the most likely course is that, she, that she's setting up either the Thunderbolts or something very Thunderbolts-like. Her giving the card, you mentioning the Nick Fury yeah. angle, uh, suggests that she is kind of trying to set up a team, and the Thunderbolts is the most likely option in that case. Yeah. That said, it, it is speculation. It could be like a pure Hydra thing. It could be something else entirely.
0: Well, I think there's a lot of speculation that's the Thunderbolts because it kind of feels like they're building the, the villain team. But also, apparently, she was supposed to debut in Black Widow. So she might appear in Black Widow, the movie, because there's an idea of her um, trying to bring in Yvonne. Is it Yvonne? Um, uh,
1: I think it's Yvonne. Yeah. Um, yeah. Black Widow's sister yeah. uh, was all, in the comics was also Black yeah. Widow for a while. And again, connected to the Thunderbolts. Yeah. So uh, if that's true, if she appears there, I think the Thunderbolts angle is the most likely one. Um, but again, it's all speculation.
0: I mean, it's just like, you know, they're not building up a US agent for nothing. You know, you know he's they they're gonna ha- you know he's gonna be around a while. They need to find him a home, and if they've got their own superhero team on Disney Plus, then what's better wrong with that? Um, I I love that. I mean, I I'm uh, I don't really know her like from Veeps and For me, she's Seinfeld. You know, that's kind of mm-hmm. instantly from Seinfeld. Um, I'm just like yeah, in in you know I'm quite happy with this. I am enjoying the idea of them building out. You know, we had that mid credit scene as well where he's building his own shield. You know and the fact of you know him feeling you know he feels like he's, he is captain america and he's rightful for it and it's been taken away from him um we pre i mean we know i mean, that, that reveal at the end the, the pulp fiction here's the briefcase Ooh. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean
1: there isn't a person on the planet who doesn't know what's in that briefcase though <laughs> uh- Ooh, candy <laughs> That would actually be a great twist. It's not a Falcon costume. It's just like a gold bar or something. It's like <laughs> Wakanda, or it's like a, a piece of vibranium, and they're just like, yeah. "Here, go retire. Here's some money. Here's some yeah. money to go retire and and, and live on your boat." <laughs> that would yeah. be a hilarious twist. But we know that's not
0: coming. It was just that kind of thing. Like, are they gonna do it? Are they gonna do it now? Are they gonna? Is that the fun? You know, you know, like the briefcase and you're like, That's his new suit. That's his new. That's his Captain America suit is he going to put it on is that going to be the ending uh, i mean i thought i mean it's an hour long episode so if you take off the credits to say about 50 50 it was a long episode um i mean he's so gonna put i mean you can just see him that first scene of him turning up in the full shield with the shield epic superhero landing you know you just know you know and it's gonna be gonna give him probably some super strength a little bit maybe with the suit being made with um wakandan technology i'm imagining that'll give him a bit of a boost um but i mean we've already seen some of the toy leaks i mean we've read the comic books so it's always that kind of weird thing of is this a comic book from like nine years ago we know where it's going but
1: we're still excited (laughs) the one thing is i do hope that the suit has a significant upgrade because uh for a long time he's really just been iron man without the full suit you Know he, he doesn't have as many toys, and his thing is that his wings flap instead of he has um like jet boots or something. I mean, yeah. I know he's got the rocket, but yeah. still, uh, they need in something. The co- the co- I was gonna say in the comments, does he have wings or are they no, no? Um, I don't it, know if depe- like... it depends on what era you're talking about, he's had physical wings before yeah. he's had mechanical wings um the main thing that set him apart was that he had a telepathic bond with yeah. a real bird named red wing which turned into a drone uh yeah. in civil war and so on um but yeah I, i'm interested to see what they're going to do with the costume especially with as you said the wakandan tech uh attached to it also what's going to happen to his original costume uh because that sidekick character the guy he gave it to yeah. is also falcon uh oh oh possibly Ooh. i don't know if they're going to do that in the show or not i don't uh, we'll, I, I, we'll see
0: see i don't i don't think they'll do that just yet because um they need to establish him but i mean we know i mean if people are going. oh we're going to get season two of falcon and the winter soldier we well, won't be called that it's going to be you know the new captain america sam wilson or
1: something like that no, um, it'd be like captain america and white wolf apparently they're setting him up with the white wolf to- title yeah. which was a completely different character but i'm perfectly fine with with bucky taking over i think i think
0: think they'll keep with the winter soldier i think that's his that's his character name i don't think they. yeah that's true we'll see it's too Uh, too much of a brand in his own name now
1: well he it might be um a baby yoda uh Mm. grogu situation where he's just had winter soldier for so long that even if you try to change him no his name's winter soldier what do you this is not happening um yeah we'll see what happens with that obviously there's a lot of very interesting reveals uh yet to come in the final episode i did want to go back and talk about uh john walker and actually a little bit um flag smasher as well (laughs) um one of the things that this series has done extremely well uh is give us villains that we sympathize with now you can hate john walker all you want as uh as you said i
0: liked walmart captain america i hadn't heard that one but i like that oh yeah that's coming i'm gonna be honest i'm not in the hate i'm not in the hate camp because i'm I'm in the, I know he's US agent and that's the difference. Uh, right. Um, but I know I'm, yeah, we'll carry on. But, yeah. but uh, the
1: point being, uh, you know, we had that whole scene here and he got to talk, uh, really kind of yell about, um, you made me. I was doing my job. I was doing what you, you made me to do. And they really threw him in uh, to the Captain America role and um, Lamar into the Battlestar role completely unprepared for it. Yeah. Completely. Like, uh, there was that great scene last week's episode where they were fighting the the Dora mm. Milaje, and he's just like, I I am totally outclassed uh, by yeah. by these normal people. Like I,
0: yeah,
1: he he's he's not ready to take on the stuff that the Marvel heroes are, are taking on, and it's not his fault. He 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 wasn't prepared for it, and these guys in this room were but they're just throwing him under the bus completely and i think most people can watch that and go you know what i don't really like john walker he's trying to be someone Mm -hmm. he's not and he's not really a good captain america but yeah they screwed him royally Mm -hmm. and you look at flag smasher uh with the exception of her killing innocent people which was obviously the the push over the edge you know like i understand her plight i understand where she's coming from i understand what she's trying to do she needs to not kill innocent people to do it but I can sympathize with her objective. And yeah, I mean, that's yeah. what the show has. It's got two villains who you can go, in other situations, I might root for you.
0: Yeah, and I mean, I think the whole thing of like, it is that weird thing of like the blip and they've come back and they're like, you know, we're not from a country and all the rest of it. And like the GDC, and like these like weird thing and like I'm trying to bring them up and it's like going, yeah, it's, it's hard to be completely in line with like, like you say, you kind of sympathize with it because you can, well, I think the rules have to be a little bit different. You can't can't just revert everything back to you know, like um, I mean, like the Americans kind of being like, well, we'll just put everyone back in the camps and just move them all around a bit. Like, go, you're kind of going, well, that's you know, that's, that's a little bit extreme. Um, I can't quite imagine that going down too well with people, but. um yeah, I mean, generally you'd just feel like, well, there would just be an amnesty of some kind of just, you know, if you've moved here during the blip, you can stay here. You might, like that we'll would just be the standard way <laughs> of like, like looking at it. I mean, there's no, I mean, even under normal circumstances. Well, I think if they've been there for a few years, I think you kind of, kind of gone past that. But nevertheless, um, I know where they're trying to go with it, but I don't think it. That that where I get have difficulty where you like it's connect with the flag smashers. The one thing that did get me was scene with isaac where they're like just him and sam talking about it because i recently read truth uh red white and black uh the comic book series which was his origin story and i was i i thought that was great because it kind of glossed over it but also covered the main bits that we needed to know from it um because i didn't i don't want to say it was it wasn't a great looking comic book but i enjoyed like just learning a little bit more about it. And you know? I'll be doing the same with some of the other characters and stuff. Um, That's why I got Marvel Unlimited was literally just because I need to, I need to do some research.
1: <laughs> Mar- <laughs> like... Marvel Unlimited is, is great for that. If you're not trying to read the books that are coming out
0: right now. I'm, I am reading a few of the, the modern ones as well, but it's a little bit along the lines of it's, it's some of it is just great just for a little bit of like back history. And I've just, and it's really bad the f- way of like, you know, everyone's doing all these like, now this character's coming in and this character's coming in right well you know you can read the blurb it's like well actually if i read a couple of comics i'll probably get a better idea of who they are a bit um right now i've like obviously doing i need to do some research into develop it and i shouldn't have to do that but that's like my, my own feeling of going like i feel like i should know a little bit more and going into loki i want to read some comic books as well kind of going see, into it
1: see i would definitely recommend for loki um, especially depending on the angle that they're going with that there's some really good Loki comics out there honestly you don't really need to look up Val she does not have a no. distinctive storyline she's yeah. more of a, a supporting character who occasionally they they wheel out it's like we need somebody to be evil eh, use her but she does not have like a Red Skull story where you're like yeah. this is the Red Skull story yeah. that you want to know the character this is what you read you want to know more about Falcon you read this she doesn't have yeah.
0: that um, yeah, but but it's, yeah. it, I think as well as I'll be honest, having Marvel Unlimited, having easy access to this catalogue is a big selling point for me. I mean, I've been a member on and off for years, and I kind of go through bits and starts. Um, I like the fact now that you're getting, you do get episodes like three months after they get released in shops. So it's much quicker. So I was like reading the, the new episode of the H- the New Republic or the High Republic. It's just yes. started debuting on there. As far as I'm concerned, as long as I read one one or two books a month, then it's it's make it's cheaper than buying comic books. And this is a nice kind of break of reading it. But, you know, I mean, I went and read, you know, I think the, the Loki's thing about him becoming president because they've obviously shown the, the clip of him doing that. And just to get a little bit of back knowledge, because I feel like sometimes with these Marvel shows, I mean, he shouldn't have to know it. And I know there's a very, I mean, in our Facebook group, there's a little bit of a kind of comic book readers versus non-comic book readers. Um, and I kind of feel like, you know, you shouldn't have to know all this stuff and I wouldn't expect anyone to, but it's, it's not the fact that they take the stuff from the comic books and it's a screen, you know, it's direct over. It's more like it's an inspiration. They take it as like, here's the basic idea and we're going to do something a bit different. We're not going to follow this comic book. Exactly. We're going to they came up with some great ideas, but we're going to kind of tweak it and make it fit to the MCU and make some adjustments. But you, in some ways as well, you know, like you say, when they introduce these characters and stuff of, you know, if you are in the loop, it makes life a lot easier. I mean, it's like watching The Mandalorian. When he brought out the, the Darksaber or, you know, Bo-Katan turns up, you as a non, if you've never seen anything else, you're like, okay, she looks uh, whatever. But if you've watched the other stuff, it makes so much more of an impact. And I know I really got that with Mandalorian of feeling like, my knowledge of the Clone Wars and the Rebels TV series helped me enjoy that show more. And I'm kind of, I don't necessarily think like that with the MCU shows, but I do feel like a little bit of extra information sometimes isn't a bad thing.
1: Yeah, uh, so like the Mandalorian, uh, the reveal of the Darksaber at the end of season one and the yeah. post credit sequence, I was watching it with my brother-in-law and he turned to me and was like, was that important? Was, the, it looked yeah. important. Look like a cool <laughs> lightsaber. It's like, all right, let, let me sit you down and we'll talk yeah. about this. Um, I think the mark of a good comic story turned movie or show is that you don't have to have read the comics. You know, mm. you should be able to, to watch the show entirely without having read the comics and not feel like you're missing yeah. something. But at the same time to go, oh, I, I kind of want to see the whole story here. I kind of mm. want to read the comics, too. So you don't need to, but you want to. Yeah, um, I mean, and, I, yeah. And I would say absolutely. If you have to read the comics to understand the, the story, or
0: yeah, you
1: know, yeah, uh, any book adaptation. If mm. if you if you watching Artemis Fowl or something like that, and people are like, no, 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 this only makes
0: sense if you've read the book as yeah. well, then the movie yeah. has failed.
1: The show yeah. has failed.
0: I mean, I found for like for example, like Isaac's story. Um, I think reading Truth because it's funny. Even the episode was called Truth. That was the the. I thought that was quite interesting with that. I've like, for me, it's like, no, I thought they did a really good job of explaining it, of what happened. and I felt like the comic book was like, okay, that, that gave me more of it, more of it. And they simplified it down a little bit, which I think was good. But I I thought that was, um, I mean, and I think like the origin of US Agent, I think it's being done great. Because it's so funny seeing the people's reactions to this character, because the MCU fans you know, don't know who he is. They straight up hate him, you know they are expecting him to be this big, bad villain, and it's like he's not, and I don't think he's even going to be doing that because yeah he's always going to have that feeling of like the government turned on him, but I feel like the government could if the government returned he would flip back because he's he's built it's ingrained in him to be you know to serve you know the military
1: yeah uh, and I think um honestly he's not being set up as a long-term villain he yeah. might have he, he might be a villain in the next episode uh in fact he probably yeah. well he'll be an antagonist anyway
0: um i mean but, we're gonna ha- we're gonna have to have john walker versus the new captain aren't we 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 oh, are yeah, gonna absolutely. have we're gonna have to have that final f- they're gonna have to have to fight to show who is captain america i mean we know what's so. gonna happen um you can see i mean it was like this big reveal of the new falcon suit and all the merchandise that's going to be coming after it and there's so going to be a hot toys and i'm really going to be struggling not to buy that one um and that de- you know you know we're going to get that wave and you know there's been some toys already leaking and stuff already And um, it's like that whole thing like is america already for a black captain america you know they I mean they've been just setting this up just as it goes along and it's like i mean it's just and then there's gonna happen next week and there's gonna be a big blowback next weekend from fans of fans that don't like it and there's gonna be fans that love it and then there's gonna be a whole lot of us going this happened years ago, people, why you're getting worked up now. Um, and, yeah. <laughs> and there will
1: also be people who just picked the fight up from years yeah. ago too, because we had that fight years yeah. ago. It was stupid I, then. It was I mean, I, I
0: cannot wait to see him in that full suit. Oh, it's it's going oh, to look so cool. I'm so looking forward to it. Um, I mean, I just love uh, this series. There's been a lot. Of, I mean, it's the biggest Disney plus series so far in terms of how many people are watching it, and um, which makes sense. And there's a lot of talk like, there's, of people, oh, there's not as much talk like with WandaVision. And I'm like, there's a lot of online speculation with WandaVision, but more people are watching Falcon and they don't necessarily feel like they have to talk about it in the same way. It's, and there's, so, le- it's a, there's,
1: yeah. there's less to speculate on. Yeah. Uh, you know, F- WandaVision, you're like, who's pulling the strings? Is it Mephisto? Is it yeah. is Wanda doing this all herself? Is somebody else doing it? Uh, and this one, the, the big mystery, which I use in quotes, mm. is who is the power broker? Well, it's like, well, it's either Sharon or somebody we haven't met yet. Yeah. I mean, that that's
0: that, there was those that are one se- your options. The, I mean, there's one scene that kind of made it look like she was in because she only had like one scene. But for me, I'm gonna be honest, I am totally loving, I'm enjoying Falcon much more than I uh, was One Division. Um, I enjoyed One Division, and I don't make te- you know, I really enjoy watching it every week and like, oh. And the big like it ended, and you'd be like, "Ah, the Falcon is just like I'm sitting there, and I feel like I'm. I feel I don't know. It's, it's a, such a different feeling to it, but I do feel like I'm. I've, I'm enjoying it much more than WandaVision.
1: Uh, the same here. Uh, obviously, I enjoyed WandaVision quite a bit too, especially once it moved past the sitcom yeah. uh, being the the primary focus. But overall, this feels like uh this being uh falcon the winter soldier feels like a marvel adventure this feels like something that would have been a movie Uh, i'm glad it's not i prefer the the longer form format but it it feels like they could have done this as uh winter soldier 2 you know a sequel Mm. to to the movie whereas wandavision was it was quirky and it was funny and it was doing stuff but it felt like a very different story which is both a good thing and a bad thing depending on your point of view uh but yeah, I'm super excited for, for episode six. I, I, yeah, it, there's so many things that are going to happen in this and it should be exciting yeah. all the way through. I mean, it's,
0: it's so funny. Like we're feeling like Falcon and Winter Soldier is it's the, it's the Captain America sequel about Captain America. Right. But it's being done in a way that you kind of, it's like, you know, the mentions of Steve, the shield, the battle, the things it represents, what happened, pulling in all these other characters, Yes, i'm not sitting here going oh well, they're just doing this because they couldn't get chris evans and it's like no this this is a this was a this is a story you know this is something that they obviously pulled from the comic books but this didn't doesn't need steve rogers this is about the fact that he's not there you know this is about the fact of you know of not necessarily replacing him but you know what happens with ever all the other characters because i find that i think as well with the, the disney plus series is they've got a little bit more time so they, they're able to Get the other characters a little bit more time. Because in a movie, I mean, I had someone someone was complaining about, oh, we didn't need a Falcon um, and Winter Soldier origin story. We've already seen them in the movie. It's boring. I'm like, Do we they had like probably less screen time. They probably had about like nine minutes screen time, probably between the three movies. They <laughs> so didn't really have a lot. I mean, Falcon's
1: biggest moment is just going on your left yeah. at the end at, at Endgame. game. I mean, try to try to pick out, not from the show, but in the movies, like jumping off the helicarrier backwards, shooting yeah. the, the machine pistols. I mean, that, that was a pretty cool moment, but otherwise, you know, the big moments are, are part of the original Avengers. Yeah. They're, they're part of those characters and both Bucky and Sam are side characters yeah. in uh, in the captain America story and the, mm. and the infinity war end game story this is where we're getting their story and they're becoming proper characters Mm. in this story i also wanted to to mention in in comics we end up getting a lot of little mini series comics here and there and you can tell so many times it's just someone at marvel going uh we need to explain why x is happening you know we need we need a little little series off on the side to to kind of tie up a story or get us into a position that we want to be for the next big crossover event and this is not what this story is yeah. like, because when you read those, you're just like, you're, you're literally just writing this. So you have Nick Fury look like uh, yeah. the movie Nick Fury or something like yeah. that. No, when you watch this, you're like, oh no, no, this is a logical extension of the Captain America story. Uh, it's impactful. It, it grows on what we already know. It adds in details and it's not as straightforward because they could have very easily just gone um, end of end game he's carrying the shield. And then the next time we see him is in Avengers five new Avengers yeah. or something. And he's captain America and that's it. Yeah. But, but this fills in the story and gives us context.
0: And also, I mean, you've got to look at, I mean, these episodes, I mean, we're going to be close. To, I, we've got to be close to four, four hours, maybe five hours by the time this fifth episode. I mean, if you take off the credits off of them all, this is, this is at least a double movie this will be at least a double movie. Um, so I'm really enjoying, and I'm loving the fact that slowing down the pace because I think it works in a TV series. I think it just, you know, it- and I-, I think that's the trouble is you've got some audiences that are used to like the, the fast paced versions of the movies where everything's like super fast. But for me, like the the slow scenes are what's really helping build out these Marvel characters, the- a time without the mask on. The thing is, if you only enjoy the bit where they're fighting and the, su- the super action scenes, Movie, I can see why the series might be a bit slower. Like, but for me, I'm enjoying the more the building of the characters because that's what Marvel did so much well with their characters. They are much more flawed. There's issues going on behind it, you know. And I think, like, you know, ultimately, like DC ones have never really, you know, the movies never did that, and the TV series tried to do it. But I, th- the shorter version, it because keep- even I think the six episodes is keeping it quite condensed. You know, they're not wasting too much time everything has got a yeah. purpose
1: yeah this is the the standard thing we talk about with these shows that get way too padded like yeah. we got to make it 13 episodes for daredevil season two and just like this story was seven episodes tops yeah. the, the rest is just padding um yeah and i take the number of episodes it, it needs give it context flesh out the characters but don't overstay your welcome that that oh, yeah. it worked great for this wandavision was kind of in the same if wandavision had gone on much longer uh you'd kind of be like just finish it off already but
0: uh it it hit it just fine plus the episodes were shorter yeah i mean we're Um, into the finale of falcon and the winter soldier next week and it but it feels like after this episode this is where it needs to be and we're all going to be sitting there next friday going when are we seeing more falcon and the winter soldier you know when are we going to see more of these characters and I mean, if they don't announce a new Captain America series next weekend or next Friday or the week after, I'll be very surprised. I would be very surprised. But they've got to do something. They've got to announce something for where he's going to be turning up next.
1: I I agree with that. Um, the other thing I'm kind of thinking—this is pure speculation—but I'm I'm just going to throw this out there anyway. Um, you know, we had Zemo get walked off in yeah. this one. Like he he's very definitively yeah. out of this series unless he somehow manages to. I think I think he, I think he's gone. I think he's out but i would not be surprised if he gets an end credit sequence yeah. in next week's episode where he's in the raft and like he's next door to abomination or yeah. someone else who will end up being a potential thunderbolt that that is yeah. one possible um end credit sequence i'm kind of like yeah i could see them doing yeah
0: that.
1: yeah uh but if they don't then mm-hmm. yeah oh well but i i it his his departure from the series in this episode was probably like the one complaint I have where they're just like, Oh, okay.
0: Bye, Zemo. Later. Well, I, I thought that was good because in some ways we had the, the we had the ending with him and Bucky of him forgiving Bucky and spending a bit of time with him. And I've re- you know, I think Zemo has really been a great character in this of softening him but kind of making him better in some ways as well, you know, just dancing. Um, uh, the, the <laughs> dance is going to be the legacy <laughs> of the series, man. Um, but I like the fact, you know, him there going, you know, I still, you know, he's still, he's still got his principles, but he looks, you know, he looks, looks falcon, you know, when straight in the eye and they have a bit of respect for one another, you know, Bucky's like, I'm not going to kill you. You're going off with them. You know, I can't, I can't kill you. And, in some ways that kind of because he was like oh he's gonna he is gonna do it and like no um and yeah i, I thought that was good um, well that was amazing how quickly as well um you know wakanda were able to make his new suit i mean it was great <laughs> yeah
1: well it's it's wakanda it's it's technological magic which yes. is kind of a thing actually i will say that, uh winter soldier not killing zemo was a good character moment and it definitely built on Uh, the bond that he was building up with, with Sam and Sam was finally helping him push past. Mm. There's different ways to make amends to people on this list. And it doesn't necessarily mean killing their demons. There might be other Mm. things that need to be done.
0: Well, there we go. Well, next week, we'll be talking about the uh, finale of Falcon and the Winter Soldier. So make sure you join us next week for that one. Um, tomorrow, we'll be doing another live Q&A over on YouTube. And we'll have new ep- videos going up throughout the week. And obviously, as well, you can find new articles over at whatsondisneyplus.com. On that note, guys, thank you very much for joining us. Big thank you again to all of our patrons and YouTube channel members. And we shall see you guys soon. Laters. Later. Later.